You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thank you for joining us on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns. Clearly, there are events transpiring of great importance right now, and I want to acknowledge that. I hope that we can provide you respite at this time. Thank you for joining. All right, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. You can follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Locked On Horns on Twitter as well is the best way to reach us. Uh, just wanted to start off the show talking about Steve Sarkeesian. We're going to get into some basketball talk in the second segment. Uh, and, and we're going to get into a little bit more talk in the third segment about some of these coaching staff changes, some of the changes that are going to be made, and, and what does that exactly mean? Uh, so the first thing that I, I wanted to bring up is I had a, the opportunity to speak with Clint Lamb of the Roll Tidewire, which is the USA Today's Alabama Crimson Tide website, and was able to ask him five questions. And uh, I'm going to read some of those answers here uh, that I asked. And obviously, the, people want to know what's the big difference between going to Steve Sarkeesian and going with Tom Herman. Uh, so, so Clint said the, the biggest difference with Sarkeesian is, is ties to the West Coast. Now, Texas is not strangers uh, to recruiting out on the West Coast, but Sarkeesian comes from the West Coast. He played in Utah at BYU. He obviously coached out there in, in Washington, and, and they recruit heavily on the West Coast, as well as USC. Saying things should get back to normal in-state recruiting-wise with Texas because Steve Sarkeesian. The Longhorns now have a coach who can go to places like California and the Southeast to pull extra pieces that are going to put recruiting classes over the top. That's absolutely huge. And he's right. It does help. You know, and not just that, but quarterback recruiting. I'm sure they're going to make their run at, at Quinn Ewers again because I think you have to. He may have told Texas no with Tom Herman, but he didn't tell Steve Sarkeesian no. And Steve Sarkeesian and him have a relationship already. So I think that's one area. Uh, one of the other things I want to know, how does this change the landscape of Alabama purging uh, talent in the state of Texas? Because the Brockermeyer twins, I mean, you could look up and down their class. They come to Texas a lot. He said, in my opinion, this is one of the top reasons why Texas went after Sarkeesian. Not only does it bring in an experienced head coach with an off great offensive mind, it also helps Texas recruiting while simultaneously hurting Alabama on its recruiting front. It will matter, but to the, what degree is yet to be determined. But I, I think they had to. And it's not just Alabama. It's Ohio State. You know, I, I think that was huge. And – you know, another question is the quarterback position and in development. The last time that Texas had a NFL drafted quarterback in the first round was Vince Young in 2006. Colt McCoy in the third round, uh, and that happened a few years later, the 2000, I think it was 2010 NFL draft. So can we get better results at the quarterback position? He's saying statistically, probably not, because you have to think about it. Sam Ellinger threw for, over 11,000 yards, 94 touchdowns, 
added almost 2,000 on the ground, another 33 touchdowns. 3,500 yards and 30-plus touchdowns per season. That's going to be tough to significantly outdo those numbers. He said, but if you're talking about quarterback development and NFL NFL prospectus, absolutely. Sarkeesian did a really nice job with Mac Jones, his development. You were able to see how he was able to redesign that entire offense on the fly uh, to play to Jones' strength in, in 2019 after Tua Tagovailoa went down. You know, he plays to his signal caller's strength. Which which puts them in a great in great position to be a success. And, and you know, think about it. He worked with Tua Tagovailoa. You know, he worked with uh, Mac Jones. He's worked with Matt Leinart. Um, you know, Cody Kessler at USC. Jake Locker. I mean, some of, some of these guys were first round picks. Mac Jones most likely going to be another one. It's going to be huge. What are some other ways that this impact is going to uh, this hiring will impact Texas? Well, I believe there's a reason Sarkeesian declined to go to Mississippi State, to Colorado, or even Auburn. Would he be able to get the horses needed to run the offense in the same way he does at Tuscaloosa? That's doubtful. But at Texas, he absolutely will have the opportunity, maybe not immediately, but within a couple of years, he should have a plethora of dynamic offensive weapons at his disposable. disposal. This was too good to pass up. My thought there is he already has some of that talent. Say what you want. B. John Robinson is one of the best running backs in the country. You don't think he's about to run wild? As as Sarkeesian likes to often say, all gas, no brakes. And I think that's what's going to happen with him. You saw what he did with Najee Harris. You know, some of the running backs he's had, Ronald Jones, Bishop Sankey. I mean, he's had guys that that run, run, run for him. And I think that it's going to happen again with B. John Robinson. So the final question, the question everybody's asking, is this a good hire? Not is it a lateral move, but is this a good hire? Hiring Sarkeesian. He says, there's no doubt in my mind it was a good hire. Think about what the teams, both college and NFL, are going for nowadays. They want an offensive-minded guy first and foremost. Sarkeesian provides that, but he's not in the same risk of a Zach Taylor who took over Cincinnati, a Joe Brady who took over as the offensive coordinator at at the Carolina Panthers, and now he's being talked about as a potential head coaching candidate for the Houston Texans. Sarkeesian has plenty of big-time head coaching experience at Washington and USC. Was he spectacular with the Trojans? No, but I believe there was a significant personal obstacle standing in his way. He has since overcome, and I believe he will do extremely well at the University of Texas. And I think that's the point here. Offensively, Tom Herman was called the offensive guru, right? Everybody thought he was a brilliant offensive mind. But what we saw on the field wasn't a brilliant offensive mind. It felt like his players had to overcome certain things to perform on the field. They won in spite of him, not because of him. And I think that's the difference you'll give with Sarkeesian. I think that Sarkeesian is going to put them in a position to win. And, and that's that's the big thing. Put your best players in position to win. All right, let's talk about Built Bar for a second. Built Bar's got 18 amazing flavors. They got nut and non-nut flavors. Of the six new ones, I highly recommend cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I feel like I'm eating a piece of pie when I'm getting this. It's covered in chocolate. Of their originals, I've told you about it, the peanut butter, 
the mint brownie, the peanut butter brownie. Double chocolate is fantastic. Salted caramel, give me a little, give me a salt and a sweet, and, and you know, it's a f- perfect. Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. There's no aftertaste. You're not having to wash it down with a gallon of water. Bill Bar, great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And oh, by the way, great for the keto diet. Oh, that cookies and cream that I was telling you about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs. You got to check it out. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. You get 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, well, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and the NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Let's talk about what happened on Tuesday night. Texas Longhorns, we're hosting the Iowa State Cyclones in an empty arena. At Frank Irwin Center there in Austin, uh, you know they it, it was a rough start. It was a rough start, and, and they did build a ten point lead going into halftime. Um, they they were able to get some good play from some from their bigs, you know Jericho Sims. He did well in this game. Uh, you know he he came close to another double double. He came two rebounds short of that. Greg Brown was good again, fifteen points, eight rebounds in twenty two minutes of play. Their best player of the night was Andrew Jones. He scored a career high, 23 points, six rebounds, and, and four assists to go along with that. Uh, you had the junkyard dog in uh, Courtney Ramey. He added another 10 points, and then Matt Coleman does what Matt Coleman does. 13 points, five rebounds, four assists. Kai Jones coming off the bench. Uh, and then Brock Cunningham, uh, you know, he's going to add. He's not going to be your big scorer guy, uh, but he's going to he's, – he gives you those hustle plays. But the thing was the worry was that Texas was coming off this monumental victory over Kansas. And then you look at a two and six Iowa State team in front of you on a Tuesday night before the weekend matchup where they're playing another top 15 team where they got to go to to Morgantown, West Virginia to play the West Virginia Mountaineers, uh, you know, and, and they're number 14 in the country. There's always that that fear of the trap game and despite the fact that the cyclones were able to outscore them in the second half uh led by their their top point man and and for javon johnson uh, he had 25 points in the game five rebounds three assists solomon young their other forward had another 13 i mean they they were getting consistent production up and down their lineup you know they they were they came close to having all five starters in double figures so uh they brought the fight and and this shouldn't be a shock i mean you could look at the record and say oh they're two and six there's no way that uh they're going to be able to challenge texas considering what texas just did but let's remember folks iowa state just gave baylor a heck of a fight And, and baylor is regarded as the number one team in, in the uh, in the Big 12 Conference, and, and they're a top two team in the country outside of Gonzaga. You know, it's it's it goes, you know, Gonzaga, 
uh, uh, Baylor, and then Texas is right there with them. Uh, and Iowa State gave both of them a fight. They had the 10-point lead going into the half. They get outscored by four points. They give up 45 points, and, and that's the thing. Texas has got to make sure that they, they fix some things defensively because I felt like they were giving too many easy shots. And it was allowing Iowa State to hang around, and, and we all know what they say. When you let a team hang around, bad things are going to happen. And it almost happened. Texas was able to stay close enough to them. I mean, they gave up 45 points. They scored 41, um, but they were already, you know, plus 10 at halftime. So that equals out to a six-point win. I mean, it may not be great. It may not be sexy, but a win's a win. Um, and, and as you go through conference play, these type of things are going to happen. And don't worry, Texas still got some big matchups coming. They still got to play Baylor twice. They got to play Kansas again. They got Texas Tech. They got West Virginia. Uh, you know, so they've, they've got some tough matchups. Oh, and let's, let's not forget, they got Kentucky uh, coming up as well in the uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge. So Texas is going to be tested. Shaka Smart's team is going to be tested. But can we talk about Shaka Smart's hair for a moment? I mean, they, it's got to be the hair, right? It's got to be the hair. I mean, they're 3-0 and in conference play for the first time under Shaka Smart. This is also the first year that Shaka Smart has hair. And I know it was a, a, a big social issue, or not social issue, but I know it was a big thing on social media, uh, the hair. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, who is this? What is this? What's going on? Uh, you know, it, I thought it was fantastic, personally. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely you know something to talk about. But three and zero, I mean, you cannot look past that. It's absolutely fantastic, and and I think it's it's great. And you know, and to talk about and Shocker met with the media, uh, you know, and he and he talked about it in that game. You know, not having crowd. I mean, I think that plays a bigger factor in college basketball more than anything because I feel like they feed off the crowd more than anything. You know, they talked about it being empty. And they talked about not having a Kamaka Hepa, a Royce Ham. You know, those, those guys provide energy on and off the court, you know, on the bench, you know, and, and they're jumping up and they're getting excited and usually they get the fans excited, you know. So, you know, I, th- I think that was a big part of why it didn't go as well as they thought it would go. It didn't go like they thought. All right, before we talk about Kyle Flood, let's talk about – BetOnline.ag. Are you ready for some football? Final matchup, Ohio State, Alabama. You're going to get to see the new Texas head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, on the sideline. Call him plays in this game as he tries to win a, a national championship for Alabama. NFL regular season is done. We got the playoff picture. What game should be bet on? Well, there's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. You definitely want to check it out because you need to know, are you taking Alabama? Are you going to take the underdog Ohio State? Is there a chance that Cleveland can upset Pittsburgh? 
in the playoffs. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. All right, before we get into Kyle Flood, I just want to remind you, Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchise. Tony Wiggins, James Rapian are doing this every week on the Locked On Draft Expert to talk about which prospects in the upcoming draft or young NFL players. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week? In the final week of the season, are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in 2021? Get everything you need to know Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, so one of the big news of the day, and we we talked about it. I mean, it was already – we'd heard the sources. Uh, Horns 24-7 is saying that Kyle Flood is expected to leave Alabama to take the offensive line coach job and offensive coordinator at Texas even though he is the offensive coordinator, and I'm using air quotes, and I know you can't see me because this is a podcast, but offensive coordinator, he won't be calling the plays. That's going to be Steve Sarkeesian. But the impact that Kyle Flood brings cannot be understated. He was a secondary recruiter for the Brockermeyers to come to Alabama. In the past two years, I mean, he's been fantastic for them. I mean, they were they won the Joe Moore Award given to the top offensive line in college football. Alabama's offensive line is massive. Alex Leatherwood, Landon Dickerson, two of the top guys who are probably going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. You know, when was the last time that you could say two guys in on one unit are going to go to the NFL draft? For Texas, I you know, it, we're just talking Texas here. It hasn't happened. Uh, one of the great things is the offensive line for Alabama allowed nine sacks in 12 games. You telling me Texas can't use that kind of protection? I mean, I, can, I mean, I know they're not going to have the same players. You know, the same coach. He can develop them. Let's not also forget rushing. Lots of rushing touchdowns. Lots of rushing yards. You know, I think. I think it's. I think bringing in flood is huge. Uh, just just for, for that alone, and I think it improves your offensive line recruiting. You're not missing out on Brock or Myers. You know, I, and, and you may not win both, but maybe you don't miss out on a Savion Bird to your rivals at Oklahoma. You know, you maybe you don't miss out on some of these other guys going to Texas A&M or maybe a guy that had been committed to you for months and then all of a sudden, just days before – the early signing period is to open decommits. You know, I think, and that's always going to happen. I don't think, I don't think it really matters because sometimes people will move around, but I think that, I think it happens more often than you think, but you know, those are some of the things you got to watch out for. Uh, but this is going to change a lot of recruiting, and it's not just Kyle Flood that's going to change that. I think you still, I think you still have the same realistic shot at some of the running backs that you looked at because of Stan Drayton. The difference is going to be instead of Mike Yursich talking to these quarterbacks, 
and I have a ton of respect for Mike. I think he did a fantastic job considering the circumstances. But let's be honest, Steve Sarkeesian is a lot bigger name. Most of these guys know who he is, um, and, and the resume speaks for itself. When Steve Sarkeesian walks into the living room or gets on a Zoom call, depending on how long these stipulations are going to go on with COVID-19, he, he has a lot that he can tell you. Like, I can tell you all these running backs that I worked with and got them lots of yards. You know, he can point to a Najee Harris. He goes, I made Najee Harris a, a top five Heisman finalist in the same year that I had my quarterback as a Heisman finalist. In the same year that my wide receiver won the Heisman, which typically goes to quarterbacks. You know, and th- there's going to be some changes like – Malachi Nelson's a quarterback out of California. You know, things are going to change. I mean, he he spoke with 24-7. And, you know, he, he straight up said Texas was high on my list, but even more so with, with Steve Sarkeesian. So this is going to change things. You're going to see dynamic athletes on the offensive side of the ball. The key is, the interesting part is, is defense. Because we still don't know who's going to be taking over that staff. I'm sure they have a pretty good idea but we haven't heard who they are yet. That is going to be a massive thing. Who's going to run the defense? Who is going to be there to fix that defense? And 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 what what could possibly happen with Ishmael Ibrahim? You know, he hasn't signed his letter of intent. He had some off-the-field issues, but is he going to stay committed to Texas? It doesn't sound like Chris Ash is going to be back. It really doesn't feel like any of the defensive guys are going to be back with the exception of Coleman Hutzler, which I think keeps the Marvin Overshown happy. Uh, I think that keeps Juwan Mitchell happy. I think it keeps the young trio of linebackers that they signed in the 2021 recruiting class in the early period. You know, a Maurice Blackwell, a Terrence Cooks, uh, you know, I, I think it keeps those guys excited. It keeps them, you know, engaged. And I don't think that that's the reason why that you should stay or keep him is to keep them happy. But I think Coleman Hudson did a fantastic job considering what he did with Marvin Overshone. You know, there's going to be a growing period. There's going to be a transition. When you take a guy who's who's been safety all of his life and you say, all right, we know you've been a safety. We're going to make you a linebacker. Not only that, he became one of their biggest impact linebackers throughout the throughout the season. It didn't start out that way, but it got better as the season went on. And I think that that's absolutely huge. All right, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. Make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL. Your team every day. We got it right here on the on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, but I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Hook them.